we remove those distractions and turn down the noise, the things that we've been trying to silence start to come up. Um, and so then now we can kind of sort through them in a non-judgmental, safe, um, communal space. Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On today's podcast, we have Stephanie Boyce, who I met through attending a retreat called the Oaks Center. Stephanie is a therapeutic coach and hosts workshops, retreats, yoga instruction, and therapeutic coaching for individuals and groups. And so we're going to be talking with Stephanie about the importance of why it's so important to focus on yourself, take time for self-reflection, and take time to unplug. And I've had several experiences going to the Oaks Center out in San Diego, California, and really experiencing what it means to focus on yourself and have that time for self-reflection. So we'll talk to Stephanie a little bit about that and uh, why she kind of pursued this area and also how you can connect with Stephanie for coaching or um, check out a retreat at the Oak Center. So really hope you enjoy this episode with Stephanie. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being on the podcast. Really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, um, let's start off by tell the listeners about a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Well, um, I am a retreat director, uh, yoga instructor, spiritual director, mind body coach, and experiential therapist. Um, so uh, that doesn't mean a whole lot other than I have um, a big toolbox um, that I use of different ways I can help people engage their full self and just return back to who they are. Awesome. And um, I've had the opportunity to um, attend one of the retreats at where you're at now, which is um, the Oaks. But before kind of diving into what that is all about, I wanted to for you to share a little bit about your journey and what brought you to where you're at today at the Oaks. Yeah, it's a great question. I was friends with um, Bob Goff for a long time. Um, he's an author, speaker, um, all around great guy. And, um, I was at the time kind of pursuing this journey of spiritual direction and leading retreats, um, in a really small capacity, just had a dream to hold space for people. And, um, Bob called one day and he said, I bought a camp. And I said, awesome, Bob, like, tell me all about it. And, um, he had purchased some property in Southern California and just with the desire to help people, uh, create space and get better, whatever better meant for them. Um, and he and his buddy, Miles Adcox, um, who is from onsite workshops, they partnered up and said, you know, Miles said me too. So, um, we had this place and then Bob bought it and he's like, what do you think about coming out and running it? <laughs> <laughs> and we had lived in Chicago at the time. So it was a big ask. Um, but it was also a fulfillment of a dream that I had for a very long time and was kind of pursuing back at home in the in the small ways I could. So um we came out here and checked out the property. It's 240 acres right outside of San Diego and fell in love and said, let's do it. So we took the big jump. Um and for us it was a really important, um, significant time in our lives. We had just experienced a lot of grief and loss. And, um, it was a big deal because we lived on a family road and my husband was about to take over the family business. And so, um, moving our family across the country, um, six weeks before a pandemic, 
uh, was a big deal. Um, and I think sometimes when you have those dreams that are percolating in you for a while, and then you get an opportunity to say yes, um, it's just a matter of, of, are you ready to, to jump? And so we did. And, um, again, the, the pandemic being something we weren't anticipating, um, but looking back, it actually allowed us to start with Oaks retreats, um, which is what I lead now in a way that we probably wouldn't have imagined if, if we didn't have COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what the Oaks is all about and what are some of the things, um, that the, the Oaks has to offer. Mm -hmm. So in a given month, um, as a 40 bedroom retreat center, we do a number of things. So <clears throat> we have our own programming, which is what I lead called Oaks retreats. And, um, we do those once a month and they're, um, topic based also, um, designed for, uh, couples and women's. And then we have what's called a general session. We're talking about like, where are you? Who are you? Um, what's next for you? Where are you headed? Um, and what do you need to get there? And so it's this general framework we help people walk through, um, depending on where they're coming in. And um, we also have Bob retreats. So um, he does writers workshops and speakers workshops, dream big workshops. And then Miles, his partner, um, again, at onsite workshops, they're out here doing therapeutic work. Um, and that's really a beautiful space that we hold. And then we do rentals. So we have corporate groups and churches and people that are looking to connect their teams, renting our space. So any given day we're to step on our property, we have something happening. Um, it's just a matter of what, so it's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I can, uh, say that you're going to a few retreats myself and at, it's been an amazing space that's really been created by uh, you and your family and, and Bob Goff to be able to find wherever you're at and whatever you're looking for, uh, which I really like is you have the freedom to come to the Oaks and tailor the experience to what you're looking for. And mm -hmm. I remember my first experience, I was looking for something else. Mm -hmm. And when I came the second time, it was for a different reason. Mm -hmm. And I find the first time I have to say my experience, it was, so I did made the decision not to have my phone with me. It was mm -hmm. on airplane mode and mm -hmm. by day two, the anxiety that you feel of not being connected to the world, it's a different experience, but mm -hmm. I found throughout at the end of that weekend it was so much needed because, you know, the life's busyness and everything that we do, it just gets in the way and having a space to go and get really what you need mm -hmm. and having that space um, is truly an amazing experience. And it's really difficult to explain it unless you experience it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's like a, a marketing challenge for sure, because, um, every, we believe that everybody is the primary guide of their time. And so our role is to create a safe space where you can hear what is here for you. And I think so much in the retreat space, we, um, have a tendency to want to over-program and mm -hmm. want to be, um, the authority on things, um, because we want to provide value for people that are on retreat. Um, but sometimes we mistake 
the the gift it truly is to create conversation and to meet people where they are and to go on a journey with them in dialogue versus talking at them. Um, and so we do create a space to go, you know, where are you and what do you need? And if we slow down and we listen, you know best. Mm -hmm. And so then we can talk about, well, what is that fear or what is that thing that's keeping you stuck from the thing you know you're supposed to do? And so when we remove those distractions and turn down the noise, the things that we've been trying to silence start to come up. Um, and so then now we can kind of sort through them in a non-judgmental, safe, um, communal space. And so it's a really powerful experience that's hard to quite articulate unless you've been in it. And what's so beautiful about the Oaks is that we have um, questions that you return back to. So who are you, you know, um, Cameron, when you came out the first time is going to be different than the second time It's going to be different than the third time. And we use those opportunities as mile markers to go, man, a lot has changed in a year or wow, I've experienced a ton of growth here or, oh my goodness, I'm still at the same question a year later. Like, how do I feel about that? Um, and so it, it really, I think you know, our world wants to give us more and better and all this stuff. And it's like, well, that's great in some capacities, but it's not great in every capacity. And what if we could just stop and go, what's here now? And if I slow down and listen, could I actually find peace where I am? Could I actually experience joy? Could I actually find that those distractions have um, not been serving me? And how can I, how can I tweak those or adjust those as I move forward? Yeah, what I came in there my first time with zero expectations because I really wanted to cherish the opportunity coming out to a San Diego area and really having an experience because it was a very critical time in my life where I needed that space of relaxation and rest. One of the things I did not realize was the community that I would I would uh, be around that weekend. And many of those that I've met the first time, the second time, I'm still in touch with today. Oh, that's and, awesome. Um, it's, it's so awesome. The people you meet or even with what people are going through, you never know like other people going through something similar or maybe have the same question or maybe a fellow author that's working on a book themselves. Um, I, I was really blown away by, by the great community that you are with that weekend. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because I believe that's not by accident that like mm -hmm. the people that are supposed to be in the room end up on the same weekend. And I love when that, I call it threading. Like I love when that threading starts to happen because we were made for community. Um, mm -hmm. Our friends at Onsite like to say we're hurt in community and we're healed in community. And so this idea of being mirrors for one another, um, I use this um, statue called the circle of friends in our opener. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the beauty of the space we're creating together of saying, you know, everybody's here to do their own individual work. Um, we're not here to fix. We're not here to give advice. We're really just here to, to witness each other. Um, and so that's so beautiful. You had that experience because that's exactly what we're aiming for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of, uh, moving into another direction. Um, why is it so important that for us to really look after ourselves as individuals? Because um, 
I think this is often talked about now in the mainstream media, even especially what we've gone through in the world over the last couple of years with um, mental health and just looking after our ourselves as as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times we're told that self care is selfish, and the way I see it is actually it's the best thing we can do for the people that we love and lead is to clear our space and to deal with the stuff that's in our space. Um, so if we have a lot of stress or a lot of obligations, or um, we have family of origin stories or anything that is um, consuming our space, um, it serves everyone best for us to take a look at that in, in a really curious, kind way. And to say, how is this impacting the way that I am showing up to work or to my family or to the spaces that I'm in? And generally speaking, if we have an ongoing rhythm of retreat, an ongoing way to stop, turn down the distractions and noise and take a look at, oh, that's interesting. I'm noticing this pattern or this behavior or how, you know, this reminds me a lot of my mother or, you know, like all of those things that um, we bring into the space. Um, When we address those and get honest and take a really good look, then we can clear that space so we can better receive in capacity other people. So if I'm coming in stressed, bitter, angry to work, um, I'm not going to show up for my employees and coworkers um, in a healthy way. But if I'm, you know, getting my house in order and then I show up to that space, I'm clearer, I'm more focused, I'm more available. Um, There's more capacity for leadership. Um, there's more capacity to show up in, in, um, compassion when it's not about me. So it's actually almost like a paradox of like, if I do my own work, if I get my space clear, I actually show up with more to offer. Um, and that's what I think some people forget. They think, oh, I'll just stuff it and ignore it. And it won't have an impact on me, but actually stuffing and ignoring is how we become sick. Um, there's a, a quote, I forget who it's by, so I, I, forgive me for that, but um, it's essentially like if if you don't make space for Sabbath or for rest, illness will become your Sabbath, mm-hmm. um, that accidents, um, disease will start to sit in your body and take its toll on you. And so it's best to just keep a, a, a general maintenance, like a, a car getting its oil changed, um, is to focus on looking after ourselves so that we can be healthier and then also offer that to the people that we're around. Yeah, there was a, there was a book I read um, probably about three or four years ago. It was from a pastor uh, that wrote about living your life on empty And so he's talking about his experience on, he was so focused on his church, his family, just pouring into other people, but his tank was empty. He, he wasn't, he wasn't filling his own tank. And I resonated with that because that's what exactly I was in at that time is I was pouring into whatever the doing and the what of whatever life brings your way, you know, family, work, et cetera, et cetera. And I wasn't necessarily doing anything to really fill my soul and keep myself centered as an individual. So shifting that focus and taking that leap of faith and I think really going across the country to to the Oaks um, was an eye opener because there were stuff that 
I didn't even know that I was suppressing that came to light at that first retreat that I never really even knew this was an issue or something at the top of mind, or it was su suppressed for so long. And, and, um, you know, you find your own way to deal with it. And then you find your own rhythm in terms of what are you doing to take care of yourself? And I think oftentimes that's, but always on the back burner, oh, it'll come or that, that, that's Saturday. I can take some time and then come Saturday, you don't have any time The life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the beauty of doing um, community work or signing up for a retreat versus like trying to do this on your own in a hotel room is it, um, it commits you to the process of showing up. Mm -hmm. So, um, you don't get as off the path, you know, um, getting distracted with the things that are taking your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, life can get really, really so busy. And I think in addition to looking after ourselves, um, rest and relaxation um, is, I found, very critical. I think at the first retreat was the first time where I got a full eight hours sleep because I always have boasted, oh, I get four or five hours of sleep every night and I'm completely mm. fine. But realizing that's very unhealthy to do. Mm -hmm. um, what's the importance of rest and relaxing? Why should people even think about this? Mm -hmm. And why should people be intentional about this? And what are some things that people can maybe implement in their own lives? Yeah. Great questions. Um, you know, rest is important because we're made to rest. Like we weren't, we were made for eight hours of sleep. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're getting them. Um, I think six to eight hours for, for an average folk. Um, but we're made to rest. And, and I would say rest is not checking out rest is checking in. So, um, this idea of our bodies, um, have more capacity for creativity um, for more compassion, for more awareness, for more presence, when we have been kind to ourselves and kindness comes in this rest and relaxation. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't made to work all the time, believe it or not. And I think our Western world, especially is set up for this 24 seven capacity. Um, and we're missing the beauty of what it means to be human um, because we're running past it. And so we're ignoring our body's natural cues, right? Like we have natural rhythms, a circadian cycle of like living. That's like we work and we rest. And it's the same with like, um, if you think about how nature moves, like waves move in and waves move out, the breath moves in, the breath moves out. And so we're built for rhythms that work is trying to override. And so, you know, when I think about what are some practical ways that we can do this, um, I, I'd, I'd say they're micro moments. They're, they're both getting away for a full retreat and finding these rhythms of just reprieve and rest in your everyday. So again, if we're thinking about checking in instead of checking out, it's just spending a few minutes to stop, mm -hmm. like to literally stop and find your back body. So to lean your body back in a chair, um, generally when we're in motion or or pressed forward or toes forward. So even just leaning back in your chair at work, taking a few breaths, becoming aware of how your breath is even moving through your body. Um, the stress reliever button that we have actually sits in our diaphragmatic breath. So that's our belly breath. Um, many of us breathe just chest breathing. 
And so even just taking a few minutes to bring the breath all the way into the belly to let the belly rise and then to let the belly fall will actually help reset our nervous system. And there's so many other like somatic practices we could do, even bilateral, like going for a walk, getting in nature, all the things that we read about that we just never do um, is just actually the best way that we can participate in this conversation is anything that you know or have read to just try. (laughs) So I think that's where we get stuck is we talk a lot about rest, but we don't actually do it. Or we talk a lot about self-care, but we don't actually do it. And so it's, it's giving ourselves permission to actually participate in that, knowing it's going to pay the benefits, the ROI, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, Mary Kay says ROE, the return on energy that we get from small segments of rest, are, it's exponential, it's actually one of the best investments that we can make in our productivity and creativity is, is to actually take pause because that's the birthplace of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to ask, cause you know, uh, from my experience, um, just interacting with your, you and your husband, Justin, it's, I can just tell the passion that you both have for what you both are doing. And could you take us back into a little bit on how you develop this passion into doing what you're doing today a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I worked in church ministry. Justin, um, was a volunteer and we did a youth group ministry for a number of years. Um, for me, you know, it was, it was a beautiful time, but it was also like a never ending ask, right? Like we were just in this constant hustle. Um, and so, what I realized is I was pouring out a lot, but I wasn't actually ingesting. And so like you mentioned that empty tank, um, that was a a big deal for me, um, was figuring out how could I enter into rhythms of rest for myself so that I would be a better leader. Um, and then for us personally and our family, like we, um, we have three kids And my older two had a rare terminal genetic disorder. And so we were spending a lot of our time as um, two ships passing in the wind, caregiving for um, a lot of uh, challenges with our children, and then also trying to capture and make memories and spend time with them. Um, And, you know, they, they have since passed. And so part of our passion was to create space for people to pay attention to their lives because we know that moments are fleeting and we know um, the love that we had for our kids and the grief that we experienced. Like all of those journeys needed safe containers for healing and for growth and for expansion and for rest. Um, you know, after our kids passed, we were running at a different speed. It was like we were on the treadmill of life and then somebody just pulled that red cord and we like smacked down. And so it took us a minute to to learn how to walk again um, and then to take our story as a catalyst for how we were going to love people and say to people, oh no, we, we want to make eye contact with you. We have time for your story. Like we are not just here to show up Um, so we can say the best is yet to come because we believe the best is right here right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we lead from a place of all of who we are, our, our story, our passions all come into the space of, um, 
what we want for others. And I hope that's why people feel so connected to the Oaks is that we're, we're not just a business. We're trying to create an experience and a family and a rhythm of retreat where like, when you come back, we know your name, Cameron, like that is important to us. Not because we're trying to build a big business model. It's because Mm -hmm. we actually care about people. (laughs) So, um, for us, it's just, it's our life calling right now. And it feels really good to be able to show up to work that is meaningful and life-changing. Um, and that gives our life a whole lot of purpose. Yeah, one thing I noticed the 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 first time, even the second time, is that you and Justin, whenever you talk to someone at the retreat, you're very intentional and focused on that one individual person. Because oftentimes you go to these conferences, right? You meet all these people, everyone's like looking around trying to figure out who next talk to. But you both are very intentional and you are focused and invested in the conversation and getting to know um, the individual and. I was even surprised on the second time that you all remembered me. <laughs> so yeah. that, that was amazing that you, you know, you all knew my story and stuff like that. And you, you know, so that was great to come back as like, you know, you're coming back home. Yeah. You're coming back to something very special. And yeah. it's like really difficult to like explain this experience to like other people, but like, it's like, you have to go and check it out for yourself and, and make that investment and time for rest because I think it's, it's so essential. And I, you know, I saw couples there, people were there by themselves. Uh, everyone had a different reason for what brought them there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just an amazing space that's been created there. Well, thank you. Um, that means a lot. Uh, we really are trying to do that. It's, it's also why we start out um, like our introductions, which, you know, um, it's not about what you do or how many kids you have, or it, it it really is just starting at your name and why you're here. And we see a lot of people come through the doors that, um, you know, they're highly successful people, but we don't start with that. Um, and we never end there either. Mm-hmm. So it's really just leveling the playing field to the human experience and saying, it doesn't really matter how you came through our doors. Um, we're just here to receive you in whatever like stage of the journey you're in. Mm-hmm. And then when you come back, we're going to be so excited to have you come back. So yeah. um yeah, it is it's a unique place that we're trying to create and I hope it I hope it is birthed from our hearts cuz that's that's what we're we're trying trying yeah. to do. So. Yeah, it, that's the one thing that I enjoy too is you know, it doesn't matter what you do because um like I, I can say this today is like 362 days of the year I'm on a platform and like those three days that you go into retreat, it's like, you don't have to worry about leading a team. You don't have to worry about, you know, all the responsibilities and all the touch points that you have in life, all your responsibilities, you just focus on you and yourself. I don't have to worry about being on stage or whatever in front of a group. It's just you and yourself. Yeah. And it's not even that the stages are bad, right? Like we all have jobs and we all have um, Mm -hmm. opportunities and and those are great. Um, It's, it's just remembering that if those things were to go away, like, who are you Mm -hmm. and who are you in those places? And Mm -hmm. so taking a step back every once in a while to just take stock of your life 
is such a like valuable thing we we can do for ourselves so that no matter what life brings platforms or behind stage it doesn't matter it what matters most is the character and and the purpose that we're living with mm-hmm. yeah awesome yeah so as as we kind of come to a close um how can people find out more about the oaks and yeah. look into um something that suits what what they need yeah. If you just go to oakcenter.com, you can click on um, all of our offerings. We have kind of two tabs of retreats and workshops. And if you're interested in corporate stuff, we also have some rental information on there. Um, but we run our retreats for Oaks once a month. So all the dates are up there and you can just get on oakcenter.com. All right. And for those listening, we'll leave a link in the podcast description uh, for the Oaks so you can find out more about it. And I can tell you, based on my experience, you got to go. Yay. It's worth the time and investment. And it's actually be- becoming a rhythm for for uh, my life, which is awesome. And um, one thing also, um, can you share about the, the, the rest of the land that's there at the Oaks? Because you have a farm, you have animals there. Can yeah. you share some of the fun stuff uh, out there? Yes, absolutely. And that's, that's something we, we really love is that we um, take these, these introspective dives in our personal growth workshops, but then the rest of the time um, we're having lots of fun. So we have a three-story slide, a Olympic size pool with a high dive. We have, we just started cold plunging Cameron. So you're going to have to cold plunge when you come out. (laughs) Justin's leading that. Um, We have fitness, we have yoga, we have 240 acres to play with hiking trails. We have horses and highland cows that look like um, big um, mini golden doodles, except they're cows. So we call them cow doodles. Um, And we have just chickens and like all the fun farm stuff. So it's also bringing you back to like that whimsical, adventurous, playful side of yourself too. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, as we come to a close, I wanted to do a bit of a lightning round um, just to, for our listeners to get to know you more. Yeah. Um, so what are you reading today? Okay. So I have two books in rotation right now. Um, one is called the brain mind and the narrative imagination, which is kind of a mouthful. Um, but I'm into a lot of like interconnectedness, like how does the brain and the imagination work? So that's that one. And then, um, uh, a book by Sue Monk kid called, um, the dance of the dissonant daughter. Mm. So it's reimagining, um, just the, the sacred feminine. So I like to read books that, um, expand my curiosity into worlds that are new. Awesome. Uh, next one, dead or alive. Who would you like to have lunch with? Ooh, this one's hard. Um, Hmm. Dead or alive. Who would I like to have lunch with? I'm going to go with Mary Oliver. She's a poet. Hmm. Who has passed, but she's a nature poet. Hmm. She knew how to rest and pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then final question, what is one bucket list that you would like to do? Uh, my bucket list item. I would like to, um, so cold plunge is the thing that we've been doing out at the Oaks. <laughs> I have done it, uh, but I have yet to make it like, in the full process of the coldest one. So <laughs> I usually choose the warm one. So I think on my bucket list next is to to do the full cold plunge in the cold plunge. <laughs> <laughs> How was the first experience? 
Oh, the first one was awful. Um, <laughs> the, the second and third were much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so cold plunge is an interesting thing. Uh, they say that we, we approach cold plunging, like we approach stress in our life. So mm-hmm. I keep saying yes, but it's, I don't think you ever learn to like love cold plunge, but there are lots of health benefits too. So that's your invitation, Cameron. All right. Well, <laughs> I look forward to doing that in December. <laughs> oh yeah. December. Yikes. Yeah. We'll try to, we'll try to make it nice and warm for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Well, awesome. Well, Stephanie, thank you so much for um, not not only being on this podcast, but doing what you and Justin do and creating the space of the Oaks. I know it's uh, transforming lives and couples and and helping writers and all across the spectrum. So thank you for what you do and really creating the space. It's really helped me in in my journey of what I call navigation and discovery. So um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Cameron. We can't wait to see you. Awesome. Well, I hope this podcast added value to you and you learned a lot from Stephanie in terms of focusing on yourself, different ways you can really uh, look into self-reflection. And if you want to connect with Stephanie and are interested in getting some coaching from her, uh, you can go to our website at the podcast description on the platform you're listening on. And also, if you want to find out more about the Oak Center, I've dropped that link as well. And uh, so thank you so much for tuning in to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. Um, If you have some time, feel free to give a rating on the podcast or feel free to leave a comment as well. And uh, if you would like to connect with me, uh, you can go to CameronSingBook.com where you can find out a little bit more about me, your host. And also, um, also, if you haven't gotten a copy of my first book, Navigation and Discovery, you can find that at CameronSingh.com. Thank you again for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.